are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You could also follow my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosher, over on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Also, don't forget to give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you're feeling so generous. Helps others find the show and crush their dynasty leagues. But do not share this with your league mates. Marcus, how are you today? I'm doing really well, Kate. It sounds like we're starting to get some some stuff happening in the NFL. Some players are released. We've got some, some player movement going on uh, ahead of free agency, and I'm excited. We do. We finally have some some people on the chopping block we've had a Mm. couple of cuts in the last few days we have some news coming out uh, from an nfl insider that says it is going to be a massacre Mm -hmm. woof yeah yeah it's gonna be rough we've already seen guys like tyrell williams release golden tate jared cook kyle rudolph i mean a lot of guys who have been in dynasty and fantasy football circles for a long time so i think this is just the beginning I do too, and I'm I'm nervous for it, but excited at the same time. You never know what you're going to see. Um, I think today, since we're talking about Brevin Jordan as our rookie mm. profile of the day, how about we focus in on the tight end position? I there love have it. Been, Let's do it. There, there have been a couple of tight ends released with some fantasy impact that I want to hit on. First up, we have to talk about Kyle Rudolph. He was released from the Minnesota Vikings leaving Mr. Irv Smith next man up on the roster having presumably that those tight end snaps to himself what are we doing with Irv Smith because people are very excited about this move we've been feels like we've been waiting for this move for a really long time what are you doing with Irv Smith I'm probably selling him if I have him. Uh, he's a very good blocker, and he's obviously going to have a, a big role. But he already had a big role, Kate, in this offense. This is somebody who's played a ton of snaps over the last two years for the Vikings. They just really have never used him much as a pass catcher. Uh, over the last two years, uh, just under 1,100 total snaps in 29 games. Uh, as a rookie, played 60% of the snaps last year, 48%. Um, even with a bump in snap usage, I, I just don't see it. And partly because he doesn't profile as one of these top five, top seven tight ends in the passing game because he doesn't have fantastic size or athleticism. Six foot two, 242 pounds. The four six three is great, but severely undersized. Uh, the, the, the explosion drills, the change of direction drills coming out of the combine were not very good. Uh, so you're, he's going to be really an H-back, and while he might get an uptick in targets and receptions, I don't think this is somebody that we that we are ever going to see become a top five or top six dynasty tight end. So I'm moving him now if, a, if another owner is very anxious about or very excited about what uh, Irv Smith can do in this Vikings offense. And I do think that he could be a... Uh, I talked about this on our our Ball Blast football podcast this morning, actually, 
I think he has the capabilities of being a top six tight end. The issue for me is that the gap is so large between those top three tight ends and, you know, maybe tight end five versus tight end 12. Right. There's really no difference. It's it's all depending on the week. Right. So if, if somebody believes in your league that he could be a top five tight end, that's that's the time to trade him. Right. Because there's not you're not going to get a big difference. It's it's the sell high mantra. It's all a part of playing that dynasty stock market. What would you be looking to acquire at, in return for your share of Irv Smith in a so, tight, let's say, tight end premium mm. or two tight end league? So that changes the equation a little bit. The, my my gut instinct says a second round pick, but is that too low, Kate? Am I underselling Irv Smith for just a second round pick? I a hundred percent think you are. Um, really? I okay. Think Maybe a, I'm just in an a Irv two Smith tight hater. end. I, you know what? I really, uh, I like the, I, I like the player Irv Smith as an NFL tight end. I just think when I'm looking at these tight ends and what their their potential is for fantasy football, if you're looking at a overall run first team, they obviously want to channel that offense through Dalvin Cook. Um, which guess what? You're going to need uh, some good blocking for that tight or for that running back that you just paid lots and lots of money to. And you know, I think the best tight ends are the ones that are going to uh, have the best chance of commanding a target share. We've already got Justin Jefferson. We already yeah. have Adam Thielen. We already have Dalvin Cook, who's still a very capable pass catcher. I just don't know that there's a huge need to get him involved as a receiver. I think, uh, will he have streamability? Uh, sure. Will he end up a top uh, five tight end? Potentially. Am I trading away the farm to hmm. get him? Absolutely not. So so and here's think, the here's the positives really quickly on Irv Smith. He, he's probably going to see, what, 80% of the snaps uh, for this team. Even Kyle Rudolph the last couple of years. Uh, was playing, you know, 78, 80, 88, 83, 92% of the snaps. So he's going to be on the field a bunch. And he's only 22 years old. And I know that matters to a lot of dynasty players that he's not even in his prime yet. But what's the ceiling here, Kate? Like, could he be Kyle Rudolph? Like, that's that's what we're almost hoping for, is that he has Kyle Rudolph-like seasons of 600 yards and six touchdowns. Like, that's that's what we're hoping for, Correct. Yeah, I think so. I think the the thought, um, I think the hope is that he would exceed that. But I just don't really see the opportunity there for him to do so. Even if we combined the stats for Irv Smith last season and Kyle Rudolph, he still would have added up to the tight end seven in PPR <laughs> formats. That's not super no, exciting. No. No. It's not flashy. And you know what? If I can capitalize that, especially in, in a tight end premium and get a first back, I, I I almost feel like that's not even enough in a tight end premium. So you, you're uh, thinking you would want at least a first. See, I guess I'm just I'm off because I, I just don't know how to value Irv Smith here. So uh, maybe this is a, a good question for our listeners, because I, I would love to know what Irv Smith is going for in your uh, tight end premium two tight end leads, because uh, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I actually, I pulled up trades on DynastyLeagueFootball.com today. Didn't see any, actually, uh, involving Irv Smith. It's still pretty early in the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no no trades that I can see uh, 
just since that news has been released regarding Kyle Rudolph. So I, I really just don't know what the market is, but based on my initial, uh, the initial gut reaction that I saw on dynasty fantasy football, Twitter, my gut says sell uh, just because if I'm going to be able to pick up any other tight end, even off the waiver wire, not that you could do that very often in your tight end premium leagues, but literally you're, you're banking on a touchdown. That's, that's what you're banking on. If you can capitalize on a, a, a leaky matchup against the tight end position, remember a couple seasons ago, it was against the Cardinals. Every time somebody played the Cardinals, that tight end would get 40, 40 touches, yeah. 40 Four. catches, uh, three touchdowns, yeah, and yeah. 700 yards in that <laughs> one game. Like that was the that was the play. You need to find those matchups season to season. And maybe that is kind of the trick to beating the tight end position. I'm going to I'm going to try some different strategies uh, in my redraft leagues, at least, and experiment a little bit regarding the value of tight end. So as you were talking, I'm, I sent out a, a, a question to one of my league mates that has Irv Smith in a two tight end league. And I'll, I'll report back to us on, on Monday what the what the, the, the asking price is, because I'm, I'm really curious here, because I think if, if it's a second round pick or something like that, I, I would be interested. But if we get into the first round, Kate, first round you know pick and all that kind of stuff that's where i'm out see i think in in a tight end premium for me if somebody said uh like if i if i was inquiring about irv smith in a tight end premium league i'm probably going to go ahead and send my second round pick over uh for irv smith i I think that's a pretty good deal I just I don't know where the line is drawn outside of that. So I think that's a really good question for our listeners. If you guys have recently traded for Irv Smith, and by recently I mean since Kyle Rudolph was released, yeah. uh, this is the time to speak up. We want to hear what you were able to uh, to either you either paid for him or uh, you gave up in return. I want to I want to know all the juicy details. Mm. Let's take another quick break, and then I want to get into another veteran tight end with maybe some potential uh, just behind him on the depth chart that might be a value in 2021 Dynasty Leagues. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65 XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket. No need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. RockAuto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which as a dog owner, I know I have to replace often. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores? 
go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices. Everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. rockauto.com Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, folks. We are talking about the soon-to-be bloodbath that Hmm. has already begun in the NFL, and we're talking about tight ends today. So in tune with that, let's talk about Jared Cook. He was just released by the New Orleans Saints. Do we care? Yeah, I do think we care, Kate, because this is somebody who was pretty valuable for the Saints uh, over the last two years. I mean, in 2019, his first season with the team, 700 yards and nine touchdowns in 14 games. You'll absolutely take that. And then this year, even despite you know Drew Brees being banged up for a lot of the year and playing Taysom Hill, 500 yards and seven touchdowns despite playing only 43% of the snaps. So it's clear that the, the tight end role in the Sean Payton offense is going to have value. And now it's Adam Troutman, the third-round pick from Dayton, uh, who's going to get the first shot. They also released Josh Hill, who is their second tight end on the team. So Adam Troutman, uh, his stock is going to the moon, and uh, I couldn't be more excited about it. But, you know, of the two of these guys, so when we're talking about Irv Smith or Adam Troutman, obviously we have a larger sample size from Irv Smith. He's Mm -hmm. been in the league for uh, an extra season on Troutman. But you don't really hear many people talking about Adam Troutman right now. Uh, it, he's not been uh, a flurry of conversation on the Dynasty Fantasy Football Twitterverse. What, what do you think is the discrepancy? Do you think it is just uh, simply the fact that we have a larger sample size from Irv Smith? Well, I think that's part of it. I also think there's a part of the Adam Troutman profile that not a lot of Dynasty players like. Uh, again, six foot five, two hundred fifty five, so ideal size. But it's the four eight zero speed that really concerns people. Can he make plays after the catch? Uh, I think he can. Uh, I also think he's a really good blocker. He graded out as Pro Football Focus's number one blocker uh, at the tight end position. Now, that doesn't obviously matter for fantasy, but what it does matter to is the coaches. So they're going to keep him on the field a bunch. I think this is going to be an every down tight end for the Saints in 2021. I, To me, it's not close. I would much rather take the shot on... Adam Troutman than Irv Smith if I'm in a two tight end or a super, uh, you know, a tight end premium league. I just think in that role in a Sean Payton offense, that that tight end is going to get more opportunities. And outside of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, there's really nobody else that's going to be taking touches away because Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. Traquan Smith, I believe, is a free agent as well. Um, I, I, I'm all in on Adam Troutman. I'm I'm very intrigued. I do think of the two, especially just from a value standpoint, we are are seeing a huge gap in value. Um, Adam Troutman, I think, you know, I I don't know what the ceiling is for him. Like you mentioned, slow forty time, but we just haven't seen enough of of what he can do on the field. Um, had 171 yards in his first season, one touchdown. Uh, but he he didn't play a ton of the snaps. He wasn't on the field a ton. So um, 
just sort of makes you wonder if he does get that full allotment of snaps. What are we going to see from him? I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm encouraged. I, I just want to know uh, want to know what's going on here. So this oh, is can going I, to be can a can fun. I jump in real quick, real quick, quick. Yeah. So this this the tight end position for the Saints has historically been a pretty good one, even despite some average talent. Like we know what uh, obviously we 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 know what Jimmy Graham did. You know when he was with the Saints early in his career. But, you know, Sean Payton even got, like, Ben Watson at 38 years old to be a viable tight end some weeks in fantasy. Kobe Fleener was, like, remember the Kobe Fleener days, Kate? Oh, I remember. Yeah, I mean, even him, even he had a couple games that were uh, big. So I just think this offense is going to be really good, regardless of who's uh, at quarterback for New Orleans. So I think... I, I think that Troutman has the potential to get 60 receptions, 700 yards, and five or six touchdowns. And if you're outside of the top three, four, five tight ends, like as we always mention, he's a nice little dart throw because it would not surprise me at all if he ends up being tight end six and you can get him at a pretty cheap price. I feel like every single tight end just has the potential to be tight end six. And that's... <laughs> So just that's give me the so cheapest of those guys, right? That's that's really the key. Like if Irv Smith and Troutman are, you know, if the price is drastically different, just give me the cheaper one because I think both have a very realistic shot to end up at number six. I think that's totally fair. Um, I'm going to work with that. I want to bring up one more tight end that I don't think, uh, I, I don't think is getting enough hullabaloo here. Hmm. Um, I want to talk about Jimmy Graham. I, I think okay. we are, uh, he hasn't been released yet, but I think we all sort of expect that to be the case eventually. Um, he, the, the Bears can save some money if they do cut him. What are your thoughts on Cole Komet, who was an intriguing prospect last season, didn't have a ton of opportunity, but we saw Jimmy Graham had a lot of opportunity. He finished uh-huh. as the tight end 13 last season as an old, old, wrinkly man. <laughs> what, like, the the opportunities inside of the red zone were fantastic. Uh, the, I mean, he ranked uh, very highly among tight ends in terms of his uh, red zone targets, mm-hmm. end zone targets. That's really where he made his money, and you know, I, I hit on this earlier a little bit. The overall, uh, you know, tier for me or the the overall measuring stick for upside in fantasy football is how necessary is it to get these tight ends involved as pass catchers? Mm-hmm. If we have the departure of Allen Robinson, as we are all projecting, they may need to get Cole Komet involved very heavily. Uh, and and if he's absorbing the the majority of those red zone targets, please. I'm I'm very intrigued. Six six, two hundred and sixty-two pounds. Yeah. Uh he's a he's a big boy, much like Jimmy Graham, big boy. Uh I'm not sure if he used to play basketball. I don't know about that. He was actually a former pitcher. Ah, okay. Okay. So not a formal former basketball player nope. i expect to hear that fact every single time yep. Yep. we hear cole Komet on a live broadcast every time it you need we're gonna make this a drinking game i'm i'm yes, almost like sure it. of it um but what do you think about cole Komet and his prospect and and his overall upside as a 
Chicago Bear. Yeah, see, I, this is the one I get excited about because he does hit everything that I want in one of these, you know, potential top five tight ends. You mentioned the size, 6'6", 262. He also ran a pretty impressive 40 at that size, 4'7". You'll absolutely take that. The explosion numbers were just absolutely insane. A 37-inch vertical, 123-inch broad jump. Those are both in the 90th percentile. Um I think Komet has a chance to be really, really good in the NFL. Still only 21 years old, so he's still kind of growing into that body. Uh, I think with Jimmy Graham likely gone, I think you're going to see a huge snap uptick for Komet this year. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Graham, he averaged nine yards a catch last year. That's just absolutely pathetic. He, he was getting into the Jason <laughs> Witten range uh, with that kind of season. But I do expect the Bears to move on and to, for Komet to have a pretty big role. And if Allen Robinson does leave Kate, there is a chance that Komet is the leading receiver on this team and he gets the most targets. And if he's getting you know, a pretty big chunk of the passing offense. And if he's getting, let's say, 110 targets, which really isn't all that unrealistic considering what Jimmy Graham's role was last year, uh, I think this is the guy that has the highest ceiling uh, of anybody that we've mentioned so far. Yeah, he has definitely got more of that prototypical athletic tight end profile, but he does have the size. He's got sort of everything to complement that, and he's got the opportunity. I think all of these players could present value, but if I'm looking to get Cole Komet, I want to send my offers now. Uh, obviously, people probably know inside their hearts that Jimmy Graham is not going to return. Uh, I think he carries just a $3 million dead cap. Yeah. But the the thing is, you still want to get that that share before the news leaks, even if you're going to pay a premium now compared to what you did last season or uh, even, you know, probably a couple of months ago. Um, I, I still think it's worth sending out those offers now before that news actually breaks, because there's always going to be that question. Well, maybe if he does return, hmm. is he going to continue to soak up all those end zone targets? You know, former basketball player, got to get him those those end zone targets. I think Cole Komet could be a really exciting value, uh, even in redraft formats. Uh, I, I, I agree. I like it a lot. Let's take another quick break. And then I want to break down Brevin Jordan, tight end of Miami. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out BetOnline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. We are here to continue our rookie preview series. Next up is Brevin Jordan, Miami Hurricane, tight end, Mr. Brevin Jordan. 
He's a big boy. He ranked first overall in yards after the catch in mm-hmm. the NCAA. You like hearing that. You do. I, <laughs> I'm really, really bullish about Brevin Jordan. I know a lot of people have him as the tight end three or maybe even the tight end four in their dynasty ranks. But to me, I think he's a clear-cut tight end two. Uh, I think the the obvious comparison is uh, Janu Smith, right? Because he's got, you know, that type of body size, six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds. What I like about him is that he's incredibly tough. He dealt with uh, a high ankle sprain this year, a shoulder injury, played through it all, and still was really productive in the twenty twenty season. Kate, he averaged fifteen point two yards per catch despite the high ankle injury. Uh, one of the fastest tight ends that we've seen in, in recent memory. And I think whatever team drafts him uh, is going to get this movable chess piece that they can play at H-back, in line, out in the slot. I'm not sure that he ever projects as a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Darren Waller type, but one of those guys like an Irv Smith, like a John o. Smith that we're constantly talking about as a top 10, top 12 option. He's shown definitely uh, lots of ability as a route runner. What I really love, I, I love the yards after the catch ability because that tells me uh, you're you're beating some secondary coverage there. You're able to get down the field after the catch. Uh, he ranked among tight ends with 25 or more targets last season, number two in passer rating when targeted, number five among tight ends in yards per route run, um, has a, a fantastic Uh, dominator rating so Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he plays out but uh, let's say I I think he's being overshadowed by Mr. Kyle Pitts I think we've you know we've obviously established our tight end one let me let me speculate all right if if we were going to take Brevin Jordan as he is now after his 2020 season uh, but let's let's flip him into the 2020 draft class is he tight end one? Oh yeah i think so pretty easily because he does hit all of the metrics that we want you mentioned the dominator rating a 90th percentile the breakout age 99th percentile 18.1 uh was when he broke out uh i i do think he's the, just the best overall tight end because he's a better blocker than what cole Komet is despite being about 20 25 pounds lighter uh, I think he's better after the catch. Now, he doesn't have the the size to win in some of those seam routes where you're going to win in contested catches, but everything that he can do after the catch and on the move is what makes him a better prospect for me. I absolutely love it. In a tight end premium league, where are you going to be drafting him in rookie drafts? Is he an early second-round pick? Yeah, I think I think that's the range that I'm targeting, targeting him. I think in... You know, I, I think in two tight end leagues and tight end premiums, you're going to see Kyle Pitts go in the top three, four at the very latest. I, I think Pat Fryermuth from Penn State will be a late first round pick, early second round pick. And if you can get Brevin Jordan as the third tight end off the board anytime in the second round, uh, I think that's a pretty good value. Now, I do think the landing spot will be important. You don't want to see him get stuck behind somebody and uh, not be able to play for a while or if he goes to a situation like Cleveland where they have uh, a million tight ends. That's obviously not good. But if he goes to a team like, say, Tennessee, and they're replacing him with John o. Smith or replacing Brevin Jordan uh, you know, in that lineup, uh, that's where I get really excited. 
Can I just note his breakout age? 18.1. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. That's 99th percentile. He dominated and he dominated very early. That just tells you it, and it, it the ceiling is is high for a player uh, that's able to hit those benchmarks. And you know what? He's only played uh, nine games, nine games, eight games mm-hmm. uh, his last three seasons. So um, over the last two years, played 17 games and he's had over a thousand receiving yards. Uh, that's that's pretty good in my book for, you know, a, a tight end in a collegiate system who's not necessarily playing that full 16 game season because you know what his his junior year stats 576 yards seven touchdowns that still probably would have ranked top 10 Mm -hmm. in nfl uh tight ends and he's not even getting a he's getting half a season and and again i want to stress he had a pretty significant ankle injury for that entire season and still managed to you know to post those numbers uh, the, the people at Miami, his teammates, they just speak about what kind of incredible athlete he is. And we haven't quite seen it because he's been a little bit nicked up and it's nothing serious that we have to worry about long term. But this is a special, special athlete that we haven't got to see in that capacity yet. Awesome. Well, that is it for today's show. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. I'm your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And be sure to follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. And give the show a follow at LockedOnDynasty. And we will be back on Monday to talk some more goodies.